0: Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist
1: and I'm a singer.
0: And this is episode 45, Artistic Love.
1: As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr.
0: I want to give a shout-out to Mirs and Marie. They put together a great project on Instagram. It's called Mosa Bowery, M-O-S-A Bowery. It's a project that will be revealing itself next week. It's going to be a, an exciting project. I'm very happy to be a part of it. I want to give a shout-out to Dr. Greedy, Germs, Topaz, CTF, Jeffers 9 Waste IF Silac Attack Merge Uno Mark 27 Radical Chat 2
1: And a shout out to Charlotte, Serimar and Harriet.
0: All right. Artistic love. Yes. So last week we kind of introduced this episode as an episode about anniversaries and marriages and celebrations. Um we're not going to get too personal because I don't, I don't think this podcast is about that. Yeah. Um, but I do think that if you guys are listening to us so far and we're on episode 45, you are aware that we are a couple. Exactly. We are married. Mm-hmm. And we are an, art- an artistic couple. And that, I feel, makes us kind of unique. We both have our own backgrounds, but we have come together at this point of our lives. And you guys are witness to our... Our personalities yeah. coming together, which I think that's what relationships are about—is personalities.
1: Definitely, sometimes uh, different personalities coming together, even though they might have same maybe artistic background, but you know the way you were raised. There, there's mm-hmm. many things that comes into place when uh, two people come together. So,
0: and and Carla, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you uh, open uh, mic to free license to jump into Spanish if you feel things need uh, to be yeah. said in Spanish. <laughs> I have a feeling in this episode you might need to express some things. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's true. <laughs>
0: and I'm, I'm trusting that our, our audience is bilingual and they'll follow <laughs> along with some of the things you have to say. Um, all right. So this is a tough topic. So like I said, um, relationships. How do you discuss relationships? Um, for my, my section, my art life section, I figured the best thing that I could do is let's discuss some of the... Artistic relationships That exist out there Some of the famous um, I guess you can call them Celebrity artist relationships Mm -hmm. um, I think they're romanticized In general Based on our our, Me and Carla sat down We did a little research We went through some videos Some documentaries And we kind of compiled Some people that are The famous artist You know Couples And I think They are romanticized
1: Yeah they they create Uh, the people that are studying the life of the artist they're kind of create this image of oh my god such a romantic crazy relationship and maybe it was not like that but we don't know because we were not there with them right so we have to maybe trust whatever is out there
0: and and i'm sure the artists themselves some of them that were alive when these these uh myths were being created they probably wouldn't fight the myth either cuz it would probably boister their you no, know exactly
1: their it will credibility. give their, and art their yeah. a meaning
0: yeah exactly
1: because that's all the things that happen also because of their personalities they will they will attribute um their traits their personality traits to their art mm-hmm. so yeah
0: agreed um i mean another thing that i noticed was if you just google search Google search artist relationships, and mm-hmm. you're going to find the majority of them are, are heterosexual. Yeah. The majority. Yeah. Not all of them, but the majority are heterosexual. And I'm not I'm not saying that because I'm like, hey, you know, power to the bisexuals or the, you know, homosexuals or whatever. But, but I just noticed that. It, it stood out to me. I was like, oh, wow, that's weird. In an artistic, mm-hmm. if you're looking for artist relationships, you would mm-hmm. assume that they would be more mixed relationships. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact Like Dali I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan Of Dali's work But I know that Dali And his um, Spouse or, or You know partner, partner Yeah They were open And they were also bisexual Like yeah. I know that there was like You know They had their own world mm-hmm. um, In their relationship And they didn't pop up As the top five mm-hmm. You know what I mean mm-hmm. Like the top The top five Were always like he- Heterosexual So that was That was interesting
1: but also like we said they some of these artists they didn't wrote their own stories exactly so we don't know if maybe something like that happened and you know sure. and it wasn't and it wasn't told yeah. so nobody knows
0: All right so I'm gonna start <laughs> with my list because we're gonna keep this episode kind of brief so that we don't spin into like personal relationship details
1: but <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but um, let's start with the top one I think the top one that everybody, is probably going to have on the tip of their tongue because this is the Latino podcast, right? This is the Latino artist podcast. I'm sure the top one's going to be Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera. Yeah. When you think about Latinos, you think about artists, and you think about relationships, boom, Mm -hmm.
1: right? Yeah.
0: Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera. Um, What can we say about their relationship? Parla, you go ahead, start.
1: Well, it was... uh they tried to have some kind of like a traditional relationship. They got married but um, but it wasn't traditional because they were same, they were both artists and they were all, um, both had their own um, ideas so I feel like their ideas conflicted and more because one was more famous than the other. So I can yeah. see that.
0: Um, I think another thing we noticed about uh, some of the bigger, some of the more famous relationships, and I don't know if this goes into the myths that people build, but is the age differences.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, some of the bigger names, the people that I recognized as, as painters and artists, they, they had huge age differences in the relationships. Um, I'm going to break from the list, but I'm going to say right now, Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo, they had 20 years difference.
1: Yeah.
0: The next one we're going to talk about, which is Pablo Picasso and Francois Gilot. 40 years
1: difference 40 years Uh,
0: Georgia O'Keeffe And Alfred Staugelitz 22 years difference Mm -hmm. Um, There's another one De Kooning And Elaine Freed 14 years difference Mm -hmm. So a lot of these Relationships had a a Big age difference Yeah You and I We have a big age difference It's not a secret We don't try to hide it Yeah You know We have a 20 year Difference in our lives But But um, It's something that In the beginning Seems odd But but once you start to like Have your relationship You realize that There's nothing odd about it And as the years pass It becomes smaller and smaller um, In the in the sense I mean we'll talk about Picasso and Gilad But their 40 year difference At the end of their lives Made no difference Exactly Because at the end of, They both lived into their
1: 90s Exactly You mm-hmm. know who's
0: counting 40 years When you're in your 90s Like mm-hmm. um, So I, I think that's something that uh, you know when people say age is nothing but a number i think artists definitely can see that yeah i think artists can see that age is nothing but a number very clearly yeah um well let's stick to frida kahlo and diego rivera so the two of them definitely different personalities but part of the same movement they had some ideals that that kept them together mm-hmm. they they were married then separated then divorced and back together married again. <laughs> they both cheated on each other left and right it mm-hmm. was a it wasn't something that i would recommend I think that in my life as an artist, and this is where I'm throwing a little bit of myself in there, I have always looked for something stable in a relationship. I feel that art is such an unstable environment to be in. An artist's life is, is a very, in itself, as yourself, as an artist, you're in a turbulent place in your own mind that I look for stability in a relationship. I feel like, uh, like I look for a partner that can, that can help ground me. Um, I look for family. That's why I had family. I had sons and I've had a previous relationship because I, I look for something to hold me down and ground me a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, not to drown me.
1: Yeah.
0: And not to uh, sink me, mm-hmm. but to anchor me.
1: Yeah.
0: And to kind of keep me grounded. And I, and I feel like that is necessary and, and that's what I always look for.
1: It's a balance.
0: I never... If, if a relationship got too crazy, mm-hmm. I I felt I feel like I walked away from those relationships and I feel like when they be, when they became too open or too you know, unpredictable, mm-hmm. they scared me. Yeah. And I, and I tend to walk away from those relationships in my past. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Diego and Frida, um, people had idealized, idealized, idealize their relationship because I feel like because of the image that Frida has now, because even now more than ever, I feel Frida is such a, a definition of feminism and art and um, a way to express yourself in a feminine way, in a, in a way, in her art, you know? Um, so I feel that that relationship became idealized and you see it on social media, you see it on Facebook, the memes, the pictures, the images, but maybe it was not the perfect relationship and same, I will not um, uh, advertise that. Um, I will say that it's better, I mean in my case also, to have a stable relationship, somebody that you can count on and, and that way both grow together. I feel like once you start having um, other partners and it's more like an open relationship, it becomes a little bit more different, um, more difficult to trust each other, yep. I think. I, um, and I
0: like when you said both grow together because I think when we first got together, there was some opinions about the age difference. Yeah. And, and I kept thinking, I, I guess they don't know me or they don't know themselves, but there's still so much more for me to grow. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s and... Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm learning every day and if I if I would dream of reaching the age of 90.
1: Right. i mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm not even midway. I'm, no, I'm yeah. you know you, I'm still growing. So
1: your personality because you're an artist I feel you're very open to learn to to learning new things. So so yeah. All
0: That's right so let's move into the next ones cuz we're, we're going to try to keep it brief. Mm-hmm. Pablo Picasso and Francois Gilot very interesting relationship. Uh, I'll, I'll summarize it as Pablo Picasso is a very old school machista. He was 40 years older than Francois Galois when they got together. Mm-hmm. She was like a muse. She was a young girl. She was in her 20s. And she
1: was not having a honey. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, and she was in her 20s. He was in his 60s. Yeah. And they got together. They even had kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived into his 90s. She lived into her 90s. She became her own artist. She mm-hmm. became her own person. Mm-hmm. Um, she felt like she was her own person in in light of Picasso, in his, you know, obviously behind him, but then shown past him mm-hmm. in her own right as an artist. Um,
1: and I think that's why they separated. Yeah. Because um, in their story, they say that after 10 years, they, they got divorced. And I feel like... I, uh, um, hearing her, hearing her, um, explaining herself and explaining how she was when she was younger, I can see why she will be like. You know what? I need to do my own thing and create my own path because if not, I will never do it if I stay with you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think she, um, she definitely proved, and she, she stated it. She said that she would, she would hold certain things back mm-hmm. early in the relationship, mm-hmm. but later on, she was like, if I leave you. You'll, you know, you're gonna regret it. Yeah. You know, she she said, you know, once I leave you, I'm gonna leave you. Yeah. And and uh, you know, their relationship didn't last forever. And I think that's another part of these relationships, these artist relationships that are, you know, come and go. I mean, a few of them have lived till the end of their lives, but you know, a lot of them are stop and go stop and go type of relationships yeah um, but Pablo Picasso Francois Galata it's a very interesting relationship look it up. up yeah <laughs> those are interesting look that up definitely and there's a lot of information about them mm-hmm. uh, another one is Georgia O'Keefe and Alfred Stieglitz mm-hmm. um, 22 years 22 years of a difference between them Georgia O'Keefe is known for her feminist you know background her art is attached to the feminist movement um he alfred steiglitz is uh one of the uh godfathers of you know modern photography um he was around photographing new york city when there were still horse and buggies in Mm -hmm. the streets Mm -hmm. very interesting both of them very interesting yeah um i'm not a huge fan of either one but very interesting to learn about them yeah um what do you think about that and relationship? I
1: can, yeah, I can imagine like how that relationship was because he into photography, she into art, but I feel like her art was more like, like landscape or yeah. outdoors. Yeah. So I feel like that's a great combination because while he take the pictures, she can be painting the, the landscape or the, the image that he was taking so it was interesting too to learn about them i, I never knew of them before and just a relationship it was just interesting to hear about
0: um another one on our list uh, one that i don't i'm not too excited about but hey they're on the list mm-hmm. marina ambrovic and ule
1: Oh uh, yeah. These
0: two became famous because of their video that th- the video their video went viral, mm-hmm. and it was an artistic performance. Yeah, where uh, she she was in a room. Everybody came to visit her. People, strangers came to visit her, and she would open her eyes and react to their face silently. Yeah, and he surprised her by showing up where they had been estranged for years. Yeah, they hadn't seen each other for years or something like that. Yeah,
1: the title of the video was like. How is it to look at your first love after 20 years of not speaking to them, something e- like that?
0: Exactly. So another another situation where uh, two artists' relationships become m- mythicized, like legendary, mm-hmm. becomes like a, a myth are built around it. Yeah. And, and for them, it was a performance piece, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure it exactly. was staged, I'm sure it was a performance piece, but it became a big myth, it became a big viral legend. Yeah. Um, but I think their, their relationship was interesting. In the beginning i was skeptical when i started we started looking at their video about their past and i was Mm -hmm. like well they're kind of crazy and they're kind of weird but i think it's respectable that all their all their relationship they documented it they they built work around their relationship their actual art their performance pieces was about relationships
1: yeah yeah they were saying that the the videos and the performances were about what their relationship was not So whatever they wouldn't do in their relationship, they were trying to portray to see how people in actual in relationships that had these kind of problems or situations will look at each other or will look like.
0: Yeah. Um, So, I mean, there's somebody, if you look them up, that's a very interesting artistic relationship out of the ordinary open relationship. But hey. That's that's their thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another couple that I would want to mention, an honorable mention here, Jackson Pollock and Lee Krasner. I'm a I'm kind of a fan of Jackson Pollock. I know about their relationship. It's a relationship that's a little it's got its ups and downs, but uh, it's an interesting one to to research. Another honorable mention is Simone de Bivure and Jean Paul Sartier. They're ex they are more philosophical yeah. philosophy people than any progressive uh, yeah right the
1: most progressive you're gonna <laughs> hear about
0: but uh, it's, it's
1: actually very interesting to hear both of their views because if you think about it right now it's so on point yeah with everything that is going on that is at their time it was very progressive and at this time it makes total sense
0: she was very feminist he was extant, ext- existentialist yeah Uh, His whole thing was very philosophical And like you know what is what And what is real and what is not real Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting that these two would be In a relationship together
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So yeah look them up Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre And I would say I want to close this episode Up with some Advice Quick advice um, From us and from my experiences In relationships I would say number one If you're in a relationship with with an artist Or if you are the artist in a relationship Pay attention to your routines Pay attention to your habits Mm -hmm. Don't judge each other Don't encourage each other Just be Just try to be Just let each other grow And realize that you're going to be in it for the long run Stay humble You can both be great Nobody's better than the other Uh, And to be part of an artist relationship Is to know that time doesn't matter
1: this is what we've been Culture talk. Yes, culture talk. So, on this culture talk, I wanted to give. Well, I was reading some articles, right? On marriages and tips on how to keep a happy marriage
0: interesting i think i still have some more opinions on that so yeah gonna, this is good we're gonna keep happy this going. wife
1: happy life that's <laughs> what they say
0: <laughs> all right all but right. no
1: but um so i found an article about uh 10 tips on how to say happily married um that all couples should think about even before saying i do nice um, I'm here for this So yeah So I just wanted to go over it And maybe we can talk about it Do you agree? Disagree? What do you think? I'm, Should we add something else? Which I have one already But I'm,
0: I'm probably going to agree With everything you're saying I'm just letting you know that
1: right. Oh come yes. on I've
0: learned already To agree with everything you're
1: <laughs> Happy wife Happy life You see <laughs> Okay No
0: but listen uh, Before yeah. we continue Yeah On the real That's true
1: What?
0: I'm not going to argue with that And I've never argued with that when ha- I I feel in a relationship, I honestly do feel that 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 if you are in a relationship, for myself, a he- you know I'm, I'm a heterosexual, and if you're in a heterosexual relationship, uh-huh. you tend to look at your partner and say, as long as I can keep her happy, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and it just has something to do I don't know with with feelings, relationships. In these kind of relationships, you you kind of associate certain feelings with the Wife, the, yeah, yeah with, the f- mm-hmm. with the female in the relationship, and you just kind of say, if as long as you're inspired and happy, I think mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay, yeah, you know, yeah. Who cares if I'm
1: happy? Nobody well, cares if I'm happy. Well, that sounds good <laughs> to me, <laughs> mentira. This no, I, just, I these are not rules, these are philosophies. No, yeah, these are I feel not like, rules. like it should be <laughs> not 50, not always is gonna be 50 50, but that type of thing where if you're happy, I'm happy, it's true, I feel okay, both. Should be happy.
0: Not a dictatorship, just no.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the first one, yeah. the first advice or tip is expect the fire to cool.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. Meaning, I'm here for all this. I haven't heard any of this yet.
1: Meaning expect the passion that you had at the beginning of the relationship to cool down. Because it happens. The routine. You start living with the um with your spouse and it's a new thing. So the first uh first year, the first month of being married, it can be very fun, but you have to expect that the fun and the passion that you had at the beginning might cool down. Yeah. So the second tip that they have here is but be sure to fan to fan the flames.
0: To fan the flames. So okay.
1: gotcha be sure to um, invent I uh, invent um, situations where you can find that passion again where you guys can find each other and say oh yeah today we're gonna go out to dates or today we're gonna have a nice dinner at home because that way we're gonna feel like we're more connected have a, a night out here not a night out, but a night at your apartment or house where you're watching a movie together, where you're watching um, Netflix together, whatever. Netflix and chill. Um, but you know that you can reconnect um, with that passion that you have felt right. before.
0: I hear that, and I hear, and I think that's one of the interesting parts if you look at it as as a game and not as a as a challenge or a burden. Mm-hmm. Some people look at it as a burden. Yeah. But if you look at it as a game, I think that makes it interesting. You know, over the years, think about it. And you think about how many different ways can you reinvent and how can you fan. Yeah. And, how can you,
1: yeah. and it gives you also it, something to look forward. Because I feel like you are always thinking on, okay, so what else can we do? You know, what else can we do to keep
0: I have opinions. It going. We'll talk about opinions later. Okay. Okay. Keep
1: so going. the third one is make... Make a point of remembering the early days. So like I was saying, you know, like at the beginning of of a relationship, you're the majority of the time going on dates, discovering new places, sharing ideas, sharing likes. So just try to keep that going. Um, Even though you have a new routine and it's true that you guys have to work so you can survive, um, you also have to be able to you know remember those days when everything was a little bit easier or whatever
0: maybe (laughs) maybe uh in a way memorialize those times yeah yeah. like make i I know scrapbooks are like the dumbest thing to say but scrapbooks Mm -hmm. but but find ways to memorialize those those glory days of your relationship so that they live forever sure
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so the fourth one is the fourth one is make romantic gestures often So for example, um, just hug your husband or wife or give them a kiss or and I have the next one, well it's not the next one but it will come, okay so but um, say some compliments you know and tell them oh you look good today or oh you're handsome today or you're beautiful today you look beautiful stuff like that so that the passion uh, it, it stays away uh, awake yeah. in the relationship. Okay. Um, the fifth one, which I feel like this should be the first one, but okay. <laughs> it's keep <laughs> communication flowing.
0: That should be the first one. Um, That's funny. That should really be the first yeah. one. You're right. You're right.
1: Uh, it's so important to keep the communication going. Sometimes we are so stuck in our routines that we just we just say, oh, how was your day? How was your day? Okay, yeah, okay. And that's it. But there should be something else. And when you feel like you are going through that route where your days just being, your days, your weeks or whatever are just being, talking to your spouse about how was your day, then try to find uh, maybe a movie, maybe something that you are interested about, stuck Um, to your spouse about because I think that creates more of a connection and a reconnection with your partner
0: I have opinions about this too yes (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, the sixth one is don't allow yourself to get defensive so You know (laughs) Sometimes I get A little bit No, And I'm not I'm
0: not I'm not I'm not Chuckling at you I'm I'm not saying Even at myself Yeah I think this is The most human flaw That we all have Yeah Any of us And I'm sure I'm sure 80% of the listeners Right now ...are thinking of themselves and saying, wow, the minute that we said... <laughs> mm-hmm. ...you know, the defensive word, like... And it's
1: so difficult. You
0: feel like you're pointing at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm speaking right into you right now. <laughs> you know you're hearing me. But, um, no, nah, but I, 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 that's a, that's a, that's a big one right there.
1: Yeah, so... Putting it, your
0: defensive side, right?
1: Yeah, so, when you are having an argument... ...or you don't agree with something that your spouse is doing or is saying... Just try to listen and try to understand. And in the article say that the more you listen, the more you're going to feel the other person feel comfortable so that they can lower their tone and feel more comfortable to explain their emotions and feelings in a more comfortable way, I guess. Um, In a way where you guys don't end up fighting, Hmm. but you actually have a discussion about something. Um seven this is the one i said before show your love daily so say um you look so handsome you're so beautiful i love you uh these are things that you should do every day because the more you do it the more um i feel like the more of a connection in the couple there is and you mean
0: more than just four times a year on christmas anniversary Uh, valentine's and
1: birthday yeah definitely (laughs) more
0: than four times a year i gotta do this
1: yeah (laughs) every day every day
0: (laughs) i feel like i subscribe to the to the anti that and what i do is i ignore christmas valentine's anniversary and birthday exactly All year round, I'm like extra, extra. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, I'm like, hey, what's up?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. And then I, and then I remember, oh look, it's Valentine's Day. We should do something. (laughs) Yeah, we're not that (laughs) traditional in that sense. I feel like I'm the
0: opposite. Yeah. But okay. Not because I'm trying to be negative. Just maybe it's just my own anti. yeah. Yeah, anti system personality.
1: So the eighth one is make regularly schedules dates a priority so have on your schedule that's a very great um maybe one day of your week to go out and have dinner and have drinks and that can actually sparks the relationship a lot because you have a new experience going out having fun dancing it's something that creates a new atmosphere for your relationship um the ninth one is Offer compliments often. We said that. And the last one is keep taking risks. Mm. Yeah. Together. I'm together, assuming. of course. I'm assuming together. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one.
0: I'm going to mm. write that one down as well.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think about these tips?
0: I have so many opinions. Oh let me God. start from the beginning.
1: Okay. <laughs> what do you have to say? Let me, let me preface
0: this whole conversation by saying... Um, I was previously married, I think, 11 years. How was it? Yeah. Long time. Yeah. High school sweethearts. We had two boys. Um, we had a good run, but things just fall apart, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, you and I, we've been married four years now. Yeah. Which is really impressive for me because it feels like we've been married four months. Yeah. And I'm not saying it just to gas you up. I'm telling you the truth. Um for whatever reason, we've our, our paths cra- crossed and it's, it's just time has stood still. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I'm going to mention that in this conversation, but that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a relationship where time is irrelevant. Yeah. You know where where I'm not counting anniversaries, right? Where it just is, it is four years, and I'm like, holy shit, it's four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of like, it, like, you don't realize it, you don't realize it, you know. And we've celebrated every anniversary, but but the point is that you don't have to feel like you're counting the years together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's something that I, I, you know, people have asked me before. You know, how did you know that this was the person for you? How did you know that you should be married if the first time didn't work out and you spent so much and you invested so much of yourself into it? And to them, I say, you know, it's just inspiration. It's just um, I'm an artist and I'm living my life. My, I'm living my truest life. And, and when I met somebody that made me feel like they made me dream and they made me kind of look forward again instead of looking into the back into the past they made me look forward into the unknown um i think that that's that's where i look like that's my challenge i want to rise up to that challenge i want to i want to get into this relationship and i want to see it through mm-hmm. um Aww. i'm not trying to gas you up here this is not about <laughs> you carla this is about the, the listeners <laughs> okay okay sorry sorry but i think that goes into the things and and that's why the things that, that you just mentioned on your list ring true when you said the last one that you just said risks mm-hmm. well our, our relationship was a huge risk yeah when we from got together
1: from the from the start beginning yeah from from the moment i i decided to meet you yeah it was like what the hell are you doing uh,
0: i mean just like the, the the quick summary carlo was living in puerto rico i was living in new york uh we met through mutual friends and one thing led to another and we were curious about each other and we
1: just, and here I am. And, and I came next, to New York. Yeah.
0: Next thing you know, she ended up coming to New York to uh, to live the life here and, and to, uh, to to make something together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was a huge risk.
1: Yeah, it was. And uh,
0: on my side as well, you know, I, I kind of felt like I was done with marriage. I was done with these kind of things. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I felt like, no, this is something I want to take a chance and, and try to do something with. So. On our four-year four-year anniversary now, you know, I can definitely look back and say, yes, I see that. I see why yeah. why I was, you know, into the idea. Um, on these some some of these um, points that you p- talked about, communication, yeah, major part, major for us. Communication is not just. Uh, communication, like what people regularly think of communication, but for mm-hmm. us, it's also bilingual communication,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Body language,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, communication with our art, yeah. You know, you're an artist, I'm an artist, and we communicate with that. Um, I think all those levels of communication for us have contributed to me feeling like this is the right path and this right. is the thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, not being defensive is another point that you you had on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's difficult.
1: That is difficult. It's very difficult. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's difficult with any relationship that you have. Exactly. Because I feel like sometimes I get defensive, but it's because I don't know how to say what I feel. So I prefer to assume things, assume things, before knowing what is really going on. And that happens with everyone, like with family, um, spouse, friends. And it's a uh, feeling, it's so bad because it's like, but you really want to know what's going on, but you don't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
0: I, I think I think being defensive is is something that as humans we all have already. Mm-hmm. Us versus the world. Mm-hmm. Let alone me and you versus the world, yeah. and then me and you versus each other. And yeah, yeah. I think it's it's difficult when you have someone that you love that you hold that you're holding close to you mm-hmm. yet you are being defensive to something at your center mm-hmm. you know it's, it's very strange it's a you versus you really mm-hmm. i think that's when you have to realize it's not you versus your partners it's you versus you there's something with you
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you're being defensive and you have to let it go
1: yeah
0: um the other one that i liked was um when you said memorialize Well we talked about memorialize or, or remember the good times
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think that's really that's key that's really important um i don't think it has to be just anniversaries that memorialize your relationship i think you should have milestones yeah um along the way it, it could be the first time that you guys went shopping together yeah. or the first time that you guys uh cooked together yeah it, it could be little simple things along the way in your relationship that that you guys should remember mm-hmm. and kind of it's up to you guys to point mm-hmm. it out and say hey let's remember this this yeah. is kind of important maybe the first time that you opened up a, an account on a, on a website or something
1: exactly yeah and or,
0: uh, <laughs> when you started a podcast together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but, um, and that goes to a point that I was thinking when I was reading this list is that um, couples also before getting married should take into account to have goals together. Because I feel like the goals that you have in mind as a couple will help you to develop more that relationship and once you get in once you achieve one goal then you put another goal in on your list. Yeah. And that way you keep like going up the stairs yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of life. Yeah yeah. And yeah I feel like that's also a key point to have goals together. Not only you as an individual but together.
0: Um I, I think the other thing that I just want to point out is definitely when when you are in a good relationship, you are definitely planning ahead. You're planning for your future. Mm-hmm. And that makes you think beyond your time, beyond yeah. your decade, yeah. beyond your generation. You know, it makes you think about the future. What is it going to be like for us when we're 80? What is it going to be like for when we're 90? Like yeah. Like you, you just automatically start to dream like that where you wouldn't talk like that on your own Mm -hmm. but a a good relationship a healthy relationship would would probably make you think about longevity Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that you know you should kind of keep in mind when you're in a relationship are you thinking that way because if you are then you're on the right path
1: yeah
0: um and i think that's it man and love you know make it magical you you it's all in your hands right you have to make it as magical as you want it to be and that magic is whatever you think it might be if it's flowers it's flowers if it's chocolate it's chocolate if it's drinks it's drinks maybe it's art maybe art makes it magical
1: yeah that's a word facts hashtag artistic love oh
0: my god fall in love guys Of me to teach you, right? I know you don't have any words
1: for me. I have words <laughs> How do you say Relationship
0: Relationship Um, I was going to say Relacion Yes Is it? Yeah Is that really the official? Yeah Okay, Relacion Relacion is relationship
1: how do you say couple?
0: Couple. Pareja. Yes. Okay.
1: How do you say partner?
0: Oh, wow. So couple pareja. Partner is... Shit. Ch- partner. I think you got me on that one. I think we talked about this before. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so it can be compañero o compañera.
0: Compañero o compañera.
1: o compañera.
0: Partner? Wow. Yes. Okay. I mean, I know that, but I just didn't think it was used that way. Yeah. Okay.
1: And how do you say spouse?
0: Spouse. Yeah, I, I'm thinking like five different ways of saying it and I can't think of one.
1: Okay, so there's only two ways. <laughs> feminine or masculine. Esposa or esposo.
0: But isn't that wife and husband?
1: But spouse because in Spanish we don't have a, a term for spouse without it being feminine or,
0: or masculine. Or marriage. Like spouse is marido.
1: Bueno, marido y mujer but still there's two for feminine and masculine esposo o esposa esposo o esposa but
0: that's husband and wife
1: that's more like marido y mujer husband and wife is more marido y mujer because in church when you're getting married at the end they say husband and wife Okay. But then spouse is more the actual definition of esposo and esposa. Yeah, esposa. Got you. Okay.
0: All right. Got you. Esposo y esposa is spouse. Yes. Like it. Love it.
1: Um. And now, what other words? I have?
0: You have no more words. <laughs> My turn. Okay. All right. How do you say anniversary?
1: Aniversario.
0: All right. How do you say communication
1: that's a good one i was going to say that one no, you won't. um co-
0: <laughs> okay um how do you say we were talking about um <laughs> we were talking about um artists that are in, in open relationships is there a phrase for an open relationship?
1: Relacion abierta Really? Yeah Alright Amigos con privilegio Oh my god Felices los cuatro
0: <laughs> friends, with, friends with
1: benefits
0: <laughs> Alright Another episode in the bag
1: Yes, that's right
0: Carlita Carletona Next episode we're going to talking about Dinero
1: Yo quiero, yo quiero dinero. Hey! hey.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about pricing your art in art life. We're going to talk about how do you value art? How do you price your art? Um, I'm just going to give you some advice and some experiences that I've had.
1: And on Culture Talk, we're going to be talking. You you guessed it right. Jenny for the blog. <laughs> Lo.
0: <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look forward to your conversation about Jenny for the Block because she's not really from your block, right?
1: Well, she says she is, but we'll see, we'll see. Okay.